Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to chsrhealthylife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. chsrhealthylife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Welcome to Mary Ann Live. I'm Mary Ann Camarado. And like I always say, drink lots of water. So, I, I've never said that. <laughs> but hydrating is good, and you're going to find out why later this hour. Actually, what I always say is great relationships begin with end, and hydration doesn't help. Anyway, today, we're uh, if you're just joining us for the first time, uh, we are going to be with our author today, Sam Bennett, who's written Start Right Where You Are, uh, a book to help us make some little changes that can make big differences for us overachievers and the perfectionists out there, which pretty much pretty much includes everybody uh, around the globe at this point, uh, probably, who's been affected by this Western uh, mentality. So stay tuned for that. Before we introduce Sam, let's do what I like to do at the beginning of every program and all of the rest of you who know this or already got your feet on the ground unless you're driving, is get here to just get in the body, get present so we can receive Sam's presence. And, uh, yeah, that for me includes finding your breath, really simple turn of attention, where is your breath in your body right now? You can start to auto-regulate just by noticing your breath without doing anything about it. And then once you find it, go ahead and allow yourself, if it feels right, to just deepen it a little bit. <sighs> Maybe making uh, an audible sound, listening to your own sound. Noticing if your shoulders are climbing their way up to your earlobes, which they do. Go ahead and relax those and just enjoy your breath. Simple, easy. A few rounds of that while we're looking for our portal of gratitude, which is the next part of our practice that we'd love to invite you to do. Yeah, shifting our attention towards gratitude really does help shift our um, awareness and our attitude, right? But that is not always easy. I find more and more folks are um, looking at gratitude as a cliche, and it feels like so hard to get there. We've got so much going on, and people are sick, and I've got a million things to do, and yeah, I'm grateful, la, la, la. But when we just take this moment and really find a portal, it makes such a difference. Our author, Sam Bennett, is going to talk about that today. These one degrees of little shift in attention can change everything in a very significant way. So one of the questions I'd like to ask you is, who helped make it possible for you to do what you're doing right now? It's a really easy way to get into that attitude of gratitude. Um, the one 
ten thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who made it possible for you to use the electronic device you're listening to, right? Just go down any portal and see if you can't cultivate some gratitude. While I go down my list of folks who make this program possible real quick, starting with our honorary sponsor at the global level, the um, OneWorldChildrensFund.org, if you're online. They are helping unite uh, people to improve the lives of children affected by poverty. God, I know that by heart. And I, I'll tell you that there's a great movie out called Lion. I don't know if any of you have seen it. Um, I highly recommend it. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of folks whose lives are affected by poverty and otherwise. So we can make a difference. At the national level, we've got the National Action Organization committed to changing the way our culture values each other. NACTION.org if you're online. They uh, make this program possible, and 100% of the proceeds goes to programming just like this. They've been our sponsor for the last decade here at Marian Live. And at the local level, we love the Open Secret Bookstore in San Rafael, California. They've got the latest in medication and revelation. Check them out if you're in Northern California. <clears throat> we love them. They've got books just like Sam's book, Sam Bennett, who's joining us this hour. She's written a new book for us, Start Right Where You Are. Um, her previous book, Get It Done, a lot of you know. She's got so many fans out there. This is her new book. We're super excited to have her with us today. Sam Bennett created the Organized Artist Company to help creative people get unstuck and achieve their goals. She's a writer, an actor, a teacher, and a creativity productivity specialist who has counseled thousands of artists and entrepreneurs on their way to success. And she's joining us today to talk about her new book. She wants to know if we want to change our life and don't know where to begin. Uh, an overwhelmed procrastinator, are you? Frustrated overachiever or recovering perfectionist? Uh, well, she's all of those things. She's here to tell us about her story and her book. We're so glad to have you here, Sam. Thanks for being with us. Oh, Marianne, thank you so much for having me. Hi, everybody. Hey. <laughs> the wave. She's drinking water, by the way. I can see her on Skype. She's going to tell us about procrastination and hydration. <laughs> True that. Yeah, the hydration thing, I was listening to a, a podcast. I think it was Tim Ferriss, and he was interviewing Tony Robbins. And he said, so, Tony, do you have any advice for people who are suffering from um, disappointment? Do you have any advice on bouncing back from disappointment? And he said, hydrate. <laughs> and I don't know, this is the best advice I've ever heard. It's true. Everything seems so much worse when you're dehydrated. And by the time you notice you're thirsty, of course, it's too late, right? Yeah. You want to, yeah. right? And this, like, leads into a whole concept of drinking before you get thirsty, resting before you get tired, eating before you get hungry. Like, this kind of preventative self-care is a tiny, tiny thing. I mean, nope, you don't have to be a millionaire to drink a glass of water. You know, you, don't have yeah. to, you know, you don't have to be thinner. You don't have to be smarter. You don't have to be anything. But to um, not just stay hydrated but keep your awareness on your well-being, yeah. I think is such an incredibly important step in achieving whatever it is you want to achieve. Absolutely. One of the cool things about your book, there's that word again, one of the really great things about your book as I was reading it is the sense that we have to change habits is important, and you address it throughout the book. Yes, this is hard, and let me give you some shortcuts, right? Because changing the habits, these really simple things make profound differences. 
Let's talk about your bottom, as they say, like when you realize, oh, my God, I am not where I want to be, and you started to realize, like popcorn, hey, there are some things I can do here, and none of them were that major in terms of, you know, uh, that you had to get a bankroll or get funded or get, you know, crowdfunding or anything. So, yeah, let us know where you were at and how that happened for you, Sam. Yeah, so as you mentioned, I'm an actor. My background's in theater. I was one of those kids who, you know, did plays in school and went to theater camp and, you know, and I had a, I had, you know, my acting career has always gone well enough that you didn't want to give up on it, but not so well as to be able to actually support a person. So I was living this life in in Chicago and then later in Los Angeles that was just a million different projects and shows and gigs and part-time jobs and semi-jobs and this auditions and, you know, late night and early and just madness, creatively very satisfying, financially disastrous, and I was exhausted. And I was completely fed up with myself, and, and I was kind of mad. If I'm going to be really honest about it, I was kind of mad because I felt like I was doing everything right. Mm-hmm. You know, I was following my bliss. I was committed. I was showing up. I was sending thank you notes. I was doing all the stuff that everybody says you're supposed to do. I would get a ton of great feedback. And yet it just wasn't quite working. And I realized that I had to stop locating my happiness in the future. Right? I was doing that thing that I think a lot of us do where we're like, well, if I get this gig, then it's going to be okay. Or if I can make this amount of money or if I can hit this goal wage or if I can meet this person or if this can happen or this can happen, then it'll be okay. And, you know, sometimes I would hit those goals and sometimes I wouldn't, but it wasn't changing how I was feeling on the inside. Mm. And I was starting to lose the joy of acting Mm. and the joy in my life. And I thought, I've got to keep my attention focused on this present moment right now. Mm -hmm. Right now, not later this afternoon. Like, what can I be doing right in this exact moment to be having a fuller and more joyful experience of my life? Mm-hmm. And that's really what turned the corner for me. One of the things you thank you for sharing that. I, I have to tell you, I am such a fan of the um, "if I can do it, so can you" um, model. Mm-hmm. People's lived experience like yours is so inspiring, Sam. Because I think so many of us relate to that firsthand experience, and you're probably ringing a lot of people's bells right now. And by the way, if you're just joining us and you're like, ringing what bell? Who are you talking to? Sam Bennett is with us on Marian Live today. We're, we're talking about her new book, Start Right Where You Are. Um, she's the author of Get It Done. That was her previous book. A lot of you know about that. Um, <clears throat> this book, we're, t- we're getting a little more personal here. We're kind of drilling down, getting a little deeper into, boy, you're doing all the right stuff. You, you, you know, you, you've got your little formula together. And, uh, God, I can't tell you how many times I felt like that. And you get a little traction. A lot of momentum, and then you get like, right, just a teeny bit, and then nothing. The wind like stops. And there That's what it was like. It was like ninety nine green lights, and yeah. that, but it never made it to a hundred. Like yeah. somehow it was always things never quite worked out in the way that you know would have really made a difference. Right. So your first tenet addresses this, which I love. Let's talk about that. The degree of shift of perception. Right. So this whole book is about little teeny tiny things that you can do right now that will end up having a big impact in your life. And the first one I mention, I think, is get your cell phone out of the bedroom. Get your cell phone out of the bedroom. Give yourself back the gift of waking up in the morning. 
like that moment before you've even really opened your eyes and like you're not even anybody yet like you're not anybody's mom you're not anybody's boss you're just like that you that you've always been and your mind is making all these crazy connections because your editorial brain isn't really awake yet like for the sensitive person the creative person the overworked person like this is an incredibly important time like your brain has some really valuable messages for you and and it's just such a joy to like stretch and roll over and a little cuddle a little breathing a little prayer a little whatever like there is nothing happening on your phone that cannot wait for 10 minutes 20 minutes 2 hours while you enter the day like a civilized person so do we wean ourselves off? Like, can I put it at the foot of the bed? Do we have to put it by, by the door? You know what I mean? Do we have to go cold turkey? <laughs> do you go cold it? turkey. Don't tease yourself because you, you know. You, your willpower is a very weak weapon. <laughs> so, yeah. so, like, I'm just going to leave it here and not look at it like that hardly ever <laughs> And I know some people have, like, have teenagers and, oh, no, you're, I'm a doctor. I can't be away from my phone. Fine. Leave it by the door. Just get it off the nightstand. Yeah. There's some insane, you know, 47% of people sleep with it by their nightstand. 20-something percent of people sleep with it in their hand. Wow. Like, this is not conducive to a peaceful life. Well, you've actually done the math on this for us. Explain how having the phone and not having it, you're still going to get the same result. This is what folks want to know. Do you know what I mean? Because we trick ourselves into believing, oh, yeah, if it's here, then I'll. How often does that actually materialize our fears and our, you know, our ideas about having the phone, for example, and not having it? You say, really not. Yeah, I think when, here's the word that I hear all the time, Marianne, and I bet you do too, more and more in the last couple of years, is this word overwhelm. Right? It's like the entire world is engaged in some big game of overwhelmed poker. You know, I'm so overwhelmed. Oh, really? No, I'm so overwhelmed. Oh, really? Well, I had to do this and this and this. Really? Well, I had this client project. No, like, stop it. Who's the most you overwhelmed? Not, who's the most overwhelmed? You do not get bonus points for being more overwhelmed. And to remember that overwhelm is a choice. Overwhelm is a choice. Overwhelm is a feeling that you are deciding you have, that you are allowing yourself to have. It's not something anybody does to you. It's something you are determining for yourself. And I think one of the ways we feel that way is when we feel like everything's coming at us with sort of equal intensity, mm-hmm. like you can't tell what's important, mm-hmm. then we feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I think the phone's a big part of that because the email pings and the message app pings and the Skype pings and the, you know, Instagram pings, and we're like, oh, all of these stuff needs my attention right away, and I can't tell what's important, and I'm busy all day long, and I'm still not feeling like I'm getting anything done. Mm-hmm. Which leads us to another one of your tenets, which is the center of ourselves. You know, this yeah. isn't being self-centered, but so often we are dictated by what's happening outside of ourselves. You're inviting us to come actually to the self, to the place where we can hear what's really going on. Talk That's about exactly that. right. That's exactly right. So, yes, this idea that you can be in the center of yourself, and I'll take self-centered as a compliment. Like, I know people generally need it. Like, oh, she's so self-centered. Like, you're, like that's not a good thing. I'm like, well, what else is in your center? Yeah. Like, yes, myself is in my center. Myself is in the center of, of my life. Myself is in the center of my decision. That divine self that's connected to all things. Like, yes, that's, that's where it comes from. And when you can stay calm and centered in yourself and let the world spin around you, then you don't get pulled off center by every little thing. You don't get distracted by compliments or criticisms. You're able to stay present 
for your own life. And this, you know, the minute you check email, the minute you open your phone, you're giving someone else control over your time. Someone else gets control over your agenda, right? So to be able to take the time that you need to do the things that light you up, right? So whether that's a little bit of prayer and meditation in the morning or going for a walk or playing guitar or having fun or, you know, Spacing out, like, what happened to spacing out? Like, we need space out time. <laughs> like, staring out the window time, long car trips, like, what, you know, whatever it is. And I know, I know we have that feeling in our heads of, like, well, I can't do that. That's selfish. Yeah. I can't take time for this creative project. That's selfish. People need me. Um, here's, but that's completely backwards. Yeah. It's completely backwards because here's what's selfish. What's selfish is you showing up exhausted, stressed out, with no sense of humor, underfed, and generally, you know, pissed off at the world. Like, this is selfish because the rest of us have to deal with you when you're like that. Yeah. And that's selfish. You show up fed, rested, meditated, calmed, padded, creatively fulfilled. We love that version of you. Right? There's a light in your eyes. You can listen. You have a sense of humor. You don't think take things so personally. You have good ideas. Like, that's the opposite of selfish. It's the most generous thing you can do to show up with your whole self in a centered and compassionate way. Yeah. Later in the book, you talk about how to have your well-being on the top of your list, and we're going to get into that um, probably after we get back from the break. But before we go there... The piece that I would love for you to share now is the part where, well, when we do have time for ourselves, which a lot of us avoid, but there's a reason we avoid it, that you are recommending that folks really take a look at their connection to the divine, right? You've got a great story about how your partner was an atheist and you were talking about what spirituality is and being connected to the grid. It's just a beautiful story. And it helps us get connected again. Can you talk about this? Because a lot of us avoid time alone because maybe we don't feel so great about ourselves. Maybe we feel depressed. Maybe we're anxious and we just can't. We want to go up and out. We don't want to go in and down. And invite us back into the body, Sam. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to underline, actually, you know, you mentioned depression and anxiety, which is both a mood, right? I mean, sometimes we have things that happen that make us feel depressed or anxious. But it's also a medical condition. And I actually have the the condition of both depression and anxiety. So when you talk about personal stories, I'm like, yes. you know, really, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Yes. <laughs> um, that's why I just wanted to like, yeah. be and really clean no about that. Thing, no small thing. And you talk yeah, about it I, throughout the book. It's a big deal. I do, and I kind of want to destigmatize it because, yeah. you know, a lot of people have it, and it's it's we can live with it. It's okay. Um, so anyway, yeah, this image of 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 God, when I started to think about what do I mean when I think about God, if I think about, so going back to this image of self-centered, like if you think about the very center of you, like this core of you, um, like the heartwood of a tree, and we imagine that sort of lit up and maybe that's connected down through you into the earth and maybe it extends up out your head into the sky, so now you're sort of this column maybe. And then maybe there's like spokes of energy coming out from you that are connecting with everybody else's spokes of energy, and we have this huge, beautiful net of energy, and that's what God is. Beautiful. We are the hands and feet of the divine. Oh, that's gorgeous. And we'll get back after the break. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. Nobody wants to cut off that conversation, but we've got to go to break. We'll be back in just a minute. Keep breathing in and out. 
find your gratitude and come back and join us. Sam Bennett's in the house. We're talking about start right where you are right here today. I'm Marion Live. Back in just a minute. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. I mean, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce yet? We spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Light and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Okay, so you have a couple of days off, and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries, for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights, and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net. Hey, Sam Bennett is with us. We're super excited to have her here on Marion Live. The small little things we can do, because about, gosh, Dang it. I mean, can you do one more thing? Well, you know what? Some of these little things make you not have to do a lot of the other stuff that you're spinning out and getting pulled into the universe and everybody else's drama and your phone's going and your emails and your, oh, my God. And, you know, water, while it's a good thing, it's not the only thing we can do here. Although, we, you know, hydration, Sam Bennett will keep telling us it's important. So, Sam, we were talking before the break about the divine, about God being connected to the grid. And I love that image that you had, you know, being the column and the center of your being connected to everything. But one of the things that I'd love for you to speak to before we move on is that so often we feel alone and disconnected and not comfortable with ourselves. I love the idea that we're only that close to being connected to everyone and everything on the planet, and in a good way. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. To, uh, to remember, again, much like the feeling of overwhelm, that feeling of isolation and loneliness, loneliness is something we do to ourselves. We cannot be separate from God. Um, 
uh, sometimes they say that God is like oxygen, right? Just equally available to everyone at all times. And you can get a little more intentional about it, like when you breathe more deeply or if you're singing or, you know, running or something, you might be using oxygen more um, intentionally. But oxygen is there for you whether you believe in it or not. Right? <laughs> oxygen yeah, right. loves you whether you love oxygen or not. <laughs> oxygen doesn't care if you've cheated on your wife or, you know, done broken laws or, you know, done things that we might think of as unforgivable. Oxygen forgives you. The net of energy forgives you. God forgives you. We are all part of the same thing, and you cannot be alone or apart from the infinite net of all things. So you can lean back into it a little bit. You can trust it, and you can know that your energy and your light can never overpower the net. You can't outshine the net. You are both much more significant and much less powerful than you may have been led to believe. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. what a feeling, what a feeling that is. And it's like remembering who you really are, right, that coming home kind of a thing. And yeah. th- that said, Sam, I, I really love that context and that beautiful reminder. You know, sometimes like what we did at the beginning of the show, remember to breathe. You go, oh, right, oh, and then your whole nervous system comes down. Remember there's God, God, the divine's got your back. You're like, oh, you got your front, got your side, got your up, got your down. We're set. So, so why wouldn't you take care of that? that your unique expression in the world, well, you speak to that, too. You say, hey, you need to take not only good care of yourself, it needs to be a prior, your, your well-being needs to be a priority. Talk about that for us. Yeah, well, you may have noticed that you are the engine pulling the train, you yeah. know, and that if you are not in your best possible shape, nothing around you really works. And this idea that somehow sacrificing our well-being for others I mean, it's just a false economy. It's just, you know, what the work you do when you're tired is not your best work. The care you take of your family when you're all worn out is not your best care. So to switch it around, put yourself on the list at all, but really on the top of the list. And, um, and you may, you know, one of the, one of the, you know, so the book is like, as you saw it, it's, it's like a million teeny tiny little chapters, right? They're like a page, two pages, three pages, super short. And every little one has a little action step, so it's very doable. You know, it's meant to be the kind of thing you can sort of pick up, read a little bit, and go, oh, yeah, okay, that's cool. And then have something you can do in that moment that's going to help change your trajectory a little bit, help something. Um, And possibly my favorite of these exercises, actually, is is to make some five-minute art about it. So if you're feeling stuck, for whatever reason, you're feeling you're trapped in an emotion you know you're mad you you know you shouldn't be mad but you're mad or you're heartbroken or you've got some old story something that happened in your past that's holding you back um or even just the feeling of like i don't feel like i'm allowed to put myself first that really troubles me that upsets me that idea great whenever you get something that you're stuck on like that make some five minute art about it So that means we take out a piece of paper and draw just, like, six figures. Like, it doesn't, you know, we're not making great art. We're just trying to get our feelings out on paper. Like, what does that look like to feel like you can't take a minute for yourself? What does that look like to feel so heartbreaking? What does that look like? And maybe, or maybe it's a song, or maybe it's a dance, or maybe it's a sculpey clay, you know, whatever it is, however it is you like to express. And here's what happens when we do this. It's kind of a magical result. One, feelings just want to be felt. 
feelings just want to be felt. And once a feeling knows it's been felt, if you get promoted and get a better job. <laughs> For example. For, I mean, anything, you know, as opposed to keeping a feeling locked away. Okay. Like, we all know how well that strategy works. Yeah, like, like you oh, just said, like you say in the book, you say you're frustrated, but really you're angry. But really you're angry. Right, yeah. that happens right. constantly, right? Yeah. If you give that anger some art time, some air time, right, then what? Right. So partly, like I said, feelings just want to be felt. Once that feeling knows it's been felt, you sort of free up some of that energy. But it also gives you a slightly different perspective on what's going on. Because while it's inside your head, it's super confusing and upsetting. <laughs> once you, you can, once it's outside your head a little bit, you can start to relate to it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing an interview with a podcast interview with a woman who had, you know, read the book. She got to the part about five minute art and was like, "Oh yeah, that's interesting. Like I should do that sometime." You know, like we all do, right? Like, yeah, 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 I should do that. But that day, the next day, she had a terrible day at work, really awful day, and got home and was super upset saw my book sitting on her desk and went, oh, I'm super upset. I should make some five-minute art about this. So she draws a picture of herself, like, kneeling in the center and everyone around her from work throwing rocks at her. (gasps) Oh. That's how she was feeling. Right? So first of all, again, just really great to acknowledge, like, wow, that's, this is a real thing. Like, you know, this is really how I'm feeling, right? And now she can maybe talk to her husband about it or talk to her, you know, like she's got some way to communicate the strength of what's happening. But the other thing that happened for her, this just gives me chills. As she was looking at it, she decided she drew another element to it. She drew an invisible shield around herself. And she said, this is the love of God. So the next day, she goes into work with a totally different mindset, knowing that she is protected by God's love. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful story. And it actually makes me think of something we're going to talk about a little later. If you're just joining us, Sam Bennett is with us. Start right where you are. Uh, little That's the title of her book, by the way. And it's a good idea. But the other thing I love that you talk about way later in the book is finding your tribe and using your intuition Mm. and finding your people. It made me think in that situation, how long do we put up with scenarios because we feel like we have to, we have to pay the bills, and we do, we have to survive. But how do we inch our way towards finding the people that, as you say, that love your weird self, your weird, unique gifts, right? That's what we're all in search of, and that changes over time. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But one of the things that we could talk about now is um, in terms of moving uh, forward uh, into, you know, self-care, um, uh, feeling like that we can use art as a, a, a way to address and heal some of these things. I love this pause and halt, which is basically one of the things that this gal just illustrated, right? Wait, wait a minute, what's going on here? Let's talk about that. Yeah, halt is something I borrowed from the 12-step community. Some of you may already know this, right? Um, and HALT is an acronym that stands for Hungry, Angry, Lonely, or Tired. And I actually added a thir- another T for thirsty. <laughs> so Hungry, Angry, Lonely, Tired, or Thirsty. And the idea being that when you find yourself in distress or when you find yourself feeling stressed out, to ask yourself first, am I hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, or thirsty? Because if you are one of those things, you must address that first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You must. 
had that, right, where, like, you know, you lash out at somebody just because you skipped lunch. Yeah, you're hangry, right? as they that, say. You're hangry, right. <laughs> That's not our best self. We don't want to be that person. So to make sure that we're checking those those boxes yeah. first and getting help with that situation first before we move on. All right, so we're going to pause right here. We're going to practice it together. Pause. See what's going on. Turn your attention towards yourself. Get out some paper. Do some stick figures. We're going to be right back right after these messages. More with Sam Bennett. Hey, get a glass of water while you're at it. Back in just a minute. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well... I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No No More More Love Life Life Drama Drama for Us. us. Shh, over here. Here's a secret for a virus-free computer. ESET, they've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. Did you know that in seven minutes you might save $522 on car insurance? Well, this makes sense. Since 21st Century Insurance's company's website has been rated number one in responsiveness by Keynote. Serving customers since 1958, 21st Century Insurance has a 24-7 online policy and claim service. You can get a quote fast and easy, so get your quote by visiting HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click right on the 21st Century Insurance banner. More exhilarating talk. HealthyLife.net. Because I like to give advice. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Marianne Camarado. You've tuned into Marianne Live. We're back with Sam Bennett. She's got her new book out, Start Right Where You Are. Before the break, we were just talking about a whole bunch of really great stuff. If you missed it, don't worry. Go to MarianneLive.com and download the show. In the meantime, we're forging onwards. One of the things Sam and I were talking about during the break was the barrage of stuff that's going on. Like, how do I even get to the myself, to my art, to my this or my that? I got it like, whoa, wait a minute. In one of the chapters you've got, Sam, I love, it's about urgency. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I think there's... Um uh, a real trap around urgency. You know, Stephen Covey talks about it in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, that, that some things are urgent and some things are important and some things are neither. <laughs> and we often spend a lot of time on things that are, you know, not urgent and not important, like Facebook, right? Yes. And I love I love my Facebook. Don't, don't get me wrong. But it can be a giant time suck, and we realize, wait a minute, I've just spent all this time here, and nothing important has actually happened, and nothing urgent has actually happened. It's mm-hmm. just been sort of entertaining, um, and sometimes not, not even that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so you've got to take the important stuff first, which may not always be the urgent stuff. In fact, it usually isn't. But it's the longer-term stuff that you know if you spend some time on it would really make a difference. So you writing your book, you maintaining your relationships, reaching out to the people that you love and respect, um, you know, you taking care of your own health and well-being, you attending to your own education, listening to podcasts and things like this show so that you continue to grow and stretch as an individual. Um, you know, those things aren't urgent. They're not knocking at our door the same way our Slack app is, but they have a deep long-term consequences. Yeah. So to take that time, you know, to make a rule for yourself that says, nope, I don't reply to email before 10 a.m. Yeah. Or 9 a.m. or whatever. So you've got those first hour or two in the day to spend on the stuff that's really important. Yeah, you've got some great advice about how to organize and manage our time as well. One of the things I love that you say is put everything on the calendar, which, by the way, I have to admit I do. I literally put everything because it used to be that it wasn't a thing and I'd be exhausted and I did all this stuff that never made the calendar and I wondered why I was so tired. Now I list everything so I can look and see, oh, my God, I did a lot of stuff. Maybe it's time to stop doing all that stuff, right? So let's talk about this, the setting goals and the prioritizing and stuff. What do you recommend we do in addition to what you just suggested, uh, what you suggest in your book, which is putting everything down on the calendar? What are some other things we can do? Yeah, one thing I love to do is to set good, better, best goals. So, like, first base, second base, home run. So that means, like, I don't know, let's say I want to offer a weekend workshop or something, and I say, okay, I've got to have ten people in it, or you know, or I'm not even going to break even, right? So there's got to be ten. I'd love to have 15, and, man, if there was 20, drinks are on me, right? And what this does for me is it allows me to, 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 first of all, track how I'm doing because if for some reason I'm not getting to 10, like, wow, something's really off, right? Something's really not working that we need to fix. Um, but it also keeps me from sort of moving the finish line all the time because yeah. I'm likely to do that thing of, like, I get 17 people in and I'm like, oh, I really sort of wanted 20. It's like, well, yes, but you knew 20 was a stretch. You hit more than 15, which was your, you know, better goal. Yay. Yeah. Celebrate. Feel good about what you've accomplished. Oh. You know, get real with yourself. So it's like you've got your super low bar, your this would be really good bar, and then the okay, this is a stretch, but I w- but it would be really exciting. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's a wonderful one. As a matter of fact, I, I made a note about that. I was thinking how often we all do that. I could see so many people in my lives doing that. You know, and it goes back to what you said earlier in the program. If only when I and those things never come, and you never get to celebrate. Then you get depressed, and you get anxious, and around we go. Right. Great interruption. Uh, another one that I love uh, that you talk about in the book, um, in terms of combating all of that interior critic, um, that negative stinking thinking that can happen from the moment you get up in the morning, is you say three Oz, Trump, and Ugg. Talk about that. I love this. So, yeah, Uggs and Oz. So Uggs are like you wake up and your nightstand is covered in, you know, old tissues and that giant pile of books that you swear to yourself you're going to read one of these days. And you go, ugh, right? And you get to your closet and there's a bunch of stuff that doesn't really fit or you don't really like it and you end up wearing the same thing you always wear and you're like, ugh. <laughs> you get your makeup drawer and there's a ton of crappy makeup in there and you're like, ugh. Right, these little uggs. Like none of these things aren't that big of a deal. You know, a pile of books is not that big of a deal. Some old clothes is not that big of a deal. But Stacked up on top of each other, like, you can really ruin your own day with these little things. On the other hand, you take the time, like, right in the second right now, like, you know what? I'm just going to put these books in the donation box and trust that if I need to read them, they'll come around again. Like, 
and you wake up and you look at your nightstand table is clear. Maybe you even put a little bouquet of flowers on there for yourself, and you're like, ah, oh, what a nice way to wake up, right? You go to your closet and it's actually clear and filled with things you like. You're like, ah, oh, these little ahs like smooth out your day in the most beautiful way. Um, and it's really just maintenance, you know. Again, not things that are urgent. Right? Mm-hmm. But things that are important. Mm-hmm. And even those little tiny changes can really make a, have a huge effect on your day. They make such a big difference. I was taking my husband to the bus. He takes the ferry often to go into the city. We live in Northern California. And uh, it's pouring rain here today. And I was just thinking, ah, oh, we're sheltered from the rain. Ah, oh, here's a new umbrella that I got for him for Christmas. He doesn't have to get wet. Ah, I have my scarf on and my seat warmer. Like, what a luxury actually works today. You know, these little things. And I thought, ah, that feels so good. Because that we are not often greeted with the, ah, we are greeted with the, oh, right? Right. They just pop in. You know, Jill Bolte-Taylor talks about we have 40 seconds. She's a neurobiologist or neuropsychologist. I love her, yeah. Neurobiologist, neuroscientist, one of the two. Anyway, yeah, she says we've got 40 seconds to turn it around, people. When we get an uh, grab onto it and turn that ship around. Thank you so much for making this fun and easy for us to do. Let's turn our attention a little bit to uh, what happens when our negativity gets out of control. You say that this is about good self-communication and good communication with other you really are an advocate of not complaining. And, boy, it's so easy to get into that loop, isn't it, Sam? It's so easy. It's so easy. It's so, and it's and in some communities, especially some offices, some families, like it's just the way everybody talks, and it requires some real willpower to, to shift it. But what I want you to notice, what I want everyone to notice, is that complaining is a terrible strategy. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> It's right up there with nagging. (laughs) Nagging is also a terrible strategy, you know. So if you are finding yourself using, trying to use nagging and complaining as a way to affect change in your life, notice that it's a crappy strategy and it doesn't work. (laughs) So let's just find a better strategy. Yeah, we could chart that out. You could actually chart that out as an art project. How many times does nagging actually help? How many times is complaining versus what's our alternative? Well, yeah, notice you can't even nag you into doing the things that you know you should do, much less anybody else. So, like, yeah, let's just notice how much that doesn't work. So an alternative to to nagging and to complaining is to make a request, right? So rather than saying, gosh darn it, that wet towel's on the floor again. I have to do everything around here. I can't believe you left that wet towel on the floor again. I'm not made of dry towels. <laughs> Whatever it is. Right. Dry towels don't grow on trees. Dry towels don't grow on trees. Um, but to say, sweetheart, when you're done with the towel, would you please hang it up? Yeah. And, or, and even to go a little further, like, sweetheart, when you're done with the towel, would you please hang it up? Because I don't think the towel likes to be wet and on the floor, yeah. and it's going to end up mildewy, and that's more laundry for both of us to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, here's why it's important to me. And, you know, the person may say no, because clearly they don't care that much about a wet towel on the floor. You know who cares about it? You. Yeah. You should do something about it. Yeah, and that, you. Be- yeah, beautiful, and that beautiful self-talk. It's yeah. okay. I'm just going to pick up that towel because I like how it looks when it's clean 
and we That's all right. have our strengths and weaknesses. And one of them is when we get back right after the break, you're going to show up poised and ready to start right where you are. That's what we're doing with Sam Bennett right here at Marion Live. Don't touch that dial. We're going to talk about intuition and how to meet and greet your mistakes with grace when we get back right after these messages. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No No More More Love Life Life Drama Drama for us. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarado is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about core certification, certificate of responsible relationships, www.marianlife.com core certification learning tools to attract build and sustain great relationships also sign up for marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the northern california area www.marianlive.com what does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. Healthy Life. .net the positive radio network Welcome back everybody. I know life is coming at us right now. Lots of stuff from every direction. We have more on our plates than we ever have. It's legitimate, okay? And it's ceaseless. It's unending. It's true. This is, as they say, uh, and the new normal. Okay, but we've got to do something about it. This is what we're doing about it. We have 66 things we can do about it, thanks to Sam Bennett. They're easy. They're accessible. You pick up the book anywhere, and it's like one of those little oracles. I love this book. Okay, so here's the other thing. The way will be made clear, okay, says Sam. We just have to drop in and have a listen. What can we do to cultivate knowing which way to go next, what we're supposed to be doing here, Sam? And then let's talk about this, cultivating this intuition. Yeah, intuition gets a little bit of a bad rap sometimes, um, you know, like it's not real, <laughs> like it's not thinking. But there's more and more research that shows us that intuition is really just deep pattern recognition. And it's, it's processing information faster than our cognition can recognize it. So it's that knowing without knowing how we know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how I know, I just know. Mm-hmm. Right? And those feelings are so important. You may notice that that deep inner knowing has never 
steered you wrong. Mm. But you kind of have to cultivate it. You have to start trusting it. And there's little ways you can do it. Like um, sometimes I tell my clients to, uh, the next time you go to a restaurant, pick up the menu, order the first thing you see. Wow. Turn your ordering thing into like a one-second thing. Like you pick up and go, okay, there it is, club sandwich, done. Like, wow. And it's, first of all, it just frees up a ton of time. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't but it? Now you can actually get right into the conversation rather than saying, well, should I have the cob? Should I have the tuna? Should I have the cob? Should I have the tuna? The cob's a lot of calories, but the tuna's a lot of calories. Like, stop it. Just order the stupid salad. You'll be fine. You know? And trusting that, honestly, your eye will go to something, you know, well, go to the right thing. You can trust yourself to pick the right thing. Hmm. Um, you can also, um, sometimes I do a thing I call letting the wolf drive, where I sort of try to deliberately get lost. This was especially good when I live in Los Angeles, where there's so much city to drive around in. Um, yeah. Right? Yeah. But just kind of, like, you just let your gaze go a little soft, give yourself a little Mona Lisa smile, and just... Loosen the white-knuckled grip a little bit. See what happens. See where you end up. See what thoughts wander through your mind. Like, really start to pay attention to those little whispers, those little tugs on your sleeve. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing where those ideas will lead you. I love it. And, and it, generally speaking, you can look back and track that in your life and go, yep, this is generally always the best way. Let's talk a little bit about finding your way towards your tribe. This is one of my favorite chapters here. Finding your people, finding the people that think your brand of weirdness and unique sensibilities is a good thing. How do we do that? Because so many of us are longing for it. Yeah. So first of all, especially for those of us in the personal transformation field, um, but really for so many people, you may notice your family and friends have no idea what you do or why. And they think you're a little crazy, which is fine, because you don't get what they do or why either. So you know, And they're not in your life to be your fans. They're not in your life to be your clients. They're in your life to be your friends and family. So don't go to the empty cookie jar. Don't look for support from people who are not capable of supporting you. But you do need people in your life who do understand what you're doing and why. And so it's, you need to seek them out deliberately and... It takes a little bit of doing, but it's not as hard as you might think, especially now that God made the intertubes. <laughs> you can find anybody online. Yeah. And, you know, so if you're into, you know, early morning Ukrainian clog dancing, you can find those people. If you're into, you know, amethyst past life regression, you know, you can find those people. And, and you want to find the people that you really trust and respect. You want to always be playing tennis with better tennis players, right? So find the people that you really dig and just, you know, be part of them. And I know we all feel so shy. We all have that seventh grade lunchroom feeling of like, oh, I couldn't go up to them. I couldn't be part of that group. I couldn't. But just try it. Yeah. Just try it. It's amazing how much information is out there, how much support is out there, and how many people there are who already love who you are and what you're up to. Reminds, they just don't about you yet. Exactly. Reminds me of Warren Earhart who used to say, keep doing what you're doing, get more of what you got. You got to try it to have something else happen. Which That's takes right. me to the next uh, little area that I'd love to uh, sort of end on as we come up to the top of the hour. You say, you know, don't say anything in the world using, speaking of language again, your, your calling card into the world. Don't use your language in a way that doesn't really leave the impression that you want to leave. You know, use your language with intention. 
um, good communication habits is under the guise of that. But in light of everything that's going on in the world and politics and all of that, I'd love for you to sort of bang on this drum for folks because I think it's so important right now. Using your words and saying what you mean and being responsible has never been more important. It matters. That's exactly that's exactly right. And to be to have integrity around your word, to be the person that you say you are, to do the things that you say you'll do, to keep your promises and when to both keep your promises to other people and keeping your promises to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So important. And and I gotta say, because I a lot of my beloved brothers and sisters in the world have been doing a lot of name calling yeah. lately. And I don't care who's doing it. Name calling is name calling. Yeah. It's not respectful. It ends the conversation, yeah. and and it is it is not the gesture of compassion and seeking to understand that we want. Like if we're going to walk around calling ourselves spiritual seekers, if we're going to walk around calling ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, self help junkies or personal development fans or just yeah. you know members of the human family, you got to remember we're the same. Yeah. We're exactly the same. If you took everybody on the entire planet, stripped us naked, and put us on the world's largest football field, took one step back and squinted, you would not be able to tell us apart. That that is indeed Smallest to tallest, darkest to lightest, we are exactly the same, and we want the same thing. That's right. We want to be happy. We want to do good work. We want to, you know, be loved. Indeed. And you say, look, we're going to make mistakes, so let's meet these mistakes with grace, like falling off of that horse. Let's end on that note, Sam. What do you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, many of us are not exactly members of the Happy Childhood Club. And, you know, when we made mistakes as children, we were often ridiculed. We were to feel bad. But we're grown-ups now. So now when we make mistakes, we get to greet ourselves the way we would have loved to have had that child be greeted, to say, okay, you tried and that didn't go the way you wanted it to. What are we learning and where are we forgiving? Right, and start right where we are. Start right where you are. We're at the top of the hour. What do you want to leave us with real quick, Sam? The world needs your art. The world needs your best self. The world needs your voice now more than ever. Don't wait. There's no waiting. There's just now. Yeah. Gorgeous. And how do we find you? www.startrightwhereyouare.com. For more information, check out Sam Bennett. We're going to be back for our wrap right after these messages. Thanks for joining us today, Sam. We're so glad you came. My pleasure, Marianne. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Sit tight, everybody. We'll be back for our wrap right after these messages. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host, Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet... We spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Live and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. To be a good father is the most important job in a man's life. But it doesn't have to be hard. Play catch. Go to a park or visit a zoo. 
Help your child with their homework. Sit down together for dinner. Ask them how their day was. Things get busy, and sometimes we all fall short. But the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 1-877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Stuff, stuff, stuff. Where can I contain all of my stuff? Hmm, how about this? The Container Store, the original storage and organization store. And I found their link on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. They have containers for everything, including the kitchen, the bathroom, trash and recycling, traveling, spring cleaning, and dorm rooms. Just about everything you can think of to contain your stuff. The Container Store, right on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. Wow, everybody. What a bunch of Great advice from Sam Bennett. Thanks for joining us today, Sam. We are so glad you're with us. Um, Yeah, wonderful book. Get it on Amazon. Start right where you are or wherever fine books are sold. Next week, joining us here, same place in Tom and Marion Live, Kevin Hancock, uh, Not for Sale, Finding Center in the Land of Crazy Horse is what we're going to be talking about that hour. In the meantime, last part of our practice, go do something good for somebody else. Don't let them know you did it. Makes everybody have a win-win-win-win-win situation, as they say. All right, until next time, I wish you every blessing. Take good care. 